Uh, okay, so uh, we got another tough, tough jury selection in front of us here. I've uh, so we got a uh, Mr. Dan Hoofenschmitz. Interesting. Yeah, very weird name. Sounds made up, but so Dan's been. Uh, you know, we're bringing him in for a murder. It looks like, but I can't find anybody that isn't somehow connected to this guy in any way shape or form he has like a hundred thousand friends on facebook he's got a lot of friends on facebook and he slept with all of them (sighs) that's the thing it's like if he was just a friend on facebook you know it's fine you know it's like maybe he's just part of the community but i can't find I can't find anybody in his town that hasn't like i haven't seen such detailed records since the Zumba case. Banged the mayor in 94 on top of the water tower. That's oh intense. Wow. These are really detailed notes. Slept with the entirety of the front house staff during 87, uh, during a winter lockdown storm. Yeah. During COVID, uh, he was not very good at social distancing. He slept with everybody in his apartment complex. Oh, his, uh, oh re- no. He had, lo- it looks like he said his statement was that they were all a living unit quote-unquote did please tell me you saw this which one's that oh shit the fact that he slept with the attorney general oh my god oh my god he slept with paula page wait okay and so we even look further back we're trying to find people out of state now i can't find anybody everybody their mothers their daughters, their brothers, a, their fathers, to... their dogs, their cats. Okay, okay, I have an idea. Okay. Change of venue. Uh-huh. Alaska. It can't possibly. That's the only place that I can't prove he knows someone. We might have to take this out to open sea. Who knows? I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Homegrown Horror. A main spooky podcast where we're finally drinking the Wessy beer. We're drinking the West. I'm drinking the Wessie beer. Yeah, he I'm not. Do, he does not I like do the not beer. I do not drink beer. But uh, yeah, I saw this little number inside a solo casino uh, in an undisclosed location. Uh, and uh, yeah, just saw the Wessie beer. It's pretty nice. It's a West Coast style IPA. It's 11 a.m. It's time to start an episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like because Wessie was our third episode. Yeah. And we talked about it then. And we finally found it. So thank you, Mass Landing, for bringing Wessie back. Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing Wessie back. And uh, everybody go check out the Wessie episode. I think it's like, it's not the second one. It's pretty it's, it's early It's the third on. one. It's the third one? Really? Yep. Okay. Go check out the third it was episode. Because re- we released four episodes at, at the front. Yeah. And my it's first two. Goofy two goofy ones. Yeah. My first two were um, Wood Island and Wessie. Right, and then I had uh, Smutty Nose. And Poco. And Poco. Poco Moonshine Lake Monster. That that episode doesn't get nearly enough love. (laughs) Pokey, our dear Pokey. Our dear Pokey. Anyway, welcome to Homegrown Horror. We got a really fun episode here today. 
something i don't know it's about it's about death but it, you know time heals all wounds and i think once you get mm-hmm. past 200 years things start to become a little funnier i think so <laughs> by the way i'm be a co-host i'm jackson a co-host and uh we're really good at introducing ourselves i hope that if you've been here long enough you know who we are because we we also make fun of my name all the time in our skits <laughs> absolutely and if you haven't like uh, if you're noticing something's a little different today, we're recording. We're back to our roots. We're on one mic today. Yeah, because yours is having a moment. Mine needs to go to the doctor. It's been needing to go to the doctor for a bit. And I've been, we don't have engineers on this show. So like, I'll do some testing and it'll, it'll be like, oh yeah, this sounds okay. And then I'm editing and I'm like, I this hate how not, this yeah, sounds. Yeah, it's not okay. So yeah, today, yeah, last week... I don't know if you could tell, but last week Jackson had the microphone pointing in the opposite direction and it sounds like you're a little distant. Yeah, yeah. But you can was, tell that it's, something's not right. Yeah, but, you can tell, but it was like, it was better than crackling. So anyway, we're also hoping that mic to, is in bed now. We're like maybe going to go look at some mics today. We're going to do a lot of upgrades. We've been meaning to do it. It's just been so freaking busy. So we want this to be as professional as we could possibly get it within the space and resources that we have so yeah so thank you to all 19 of you who have been listening (laughs) through our growing pain yes thank you so much we really appreciate it it's been a lot of fun i thought we had at least like thousands of listeners coming and welcome to people who are new and are like oh like do they always sound this crappy (laughs) are they always this apologetic (laughs) 50 something episodes in oh yeah no but it's fine like we're having fun and I'm glad y'all are also listening and having fun because that's all we're doing this for is yeah. the joy of it. So I told you that I have a story to tell you about my week. Or Oh, yeah. So two days ago. Yeah. I get a call from... Have I talked to you at all? Like, I think I've mentioned it maybe once on the podcast. Have, have I talked to you a lot about my Uncle Michael? You have. You have mentioned uh, Uncle Michael. <laughs> yeah. So he is uh, my mom's youngest brother. And he is what I would dub the fun uncle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so he calls me two days ago. And let me just say, like, he always calls me with the weirdest shit. Yeah. Tell me about Preface. it. Preface. <laughs> so he's like, hey, Brit Dog. <laughs> uh, she, okay, wait, stop. Yes. Brit Dog. That's my nick. That's I've been Brit Dog since I was like 10. Fun uncle indeed. <laughs> yes. I'm Brit Dog. And he's like, I have a question. I was like, okay. He's like, are you and or Allegra good at writing poems? Good at writing poems. Very interesting. Okay. And I was like, yes, because I, I used to write a lot of poetry. I've got like notebooks full of poetry. I have won poetry contests in school, you know, <laughs> Um, all that jazz and so I was like yeah I can do that like what's up what do you need and I'm gonna need a lot of guac for all these chips on your shoulder (laughs) right are you so you're not you're not prepared for the next sentence no I'm not I'm strapped so so I'm like what do you need and he's like so I'm part of this wiffle ball league no, okay, more confused. More, con- more uh, information's been added and I'm me more too. confused. He's like, I'm part of this wiffle ball league <laughs> and I won the championship. 
Okay, still confused. And I'm like, congratulations on winning the championship. He's like, yeah, it's great. Because last year, he's been doing this for four years, apparently. He was suspended last year and he won the championship this year. He got suspended from a wiffle. Okay, no. He got suspended (laughs) from a wiffle ball championship. What the fuck did he do? Charge the pitcher? I I don't (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. He did not give me details on that. But knowing him... um, My Uncle Michael is like one of those people that like... You either love him or you're like I don't know if I like you <laughs> I like I like the mythos so far oh yeah he has a great mythos okay. he has a great mythos like um so looking beyond the suspension or whatever yeah so he's yeah. like he's champ now he's like I want to because he's like you know there's like a bunch of people in this league we you know every you know all with different opinions backgrounds life stories and sometimes we just don't get along and there are some people who are not happy that i won the championship he gives me some backstory on that and he's just kind of like yeah i didn't get my second pick for my team and they gave me the worst player so i dropped him and i went to a guy that was sitting out for the season because he didn't like the way that the league was handling things i asked him to play wait he's the best player in the league so i replaced this guy that they drafted for me with this other guy they didn't like that i won and now he wants to write a poem express just a fun tongue-in-cheek poem expressing a, how good it is to win, and B, just to try and lighten up the mood on the Facebook page. There's a Facebook page, by the way, for this wiffle ball league. Okay, there was a lot of there was a lot you just gave me here. <laughs> so when I was imagining a wiffle ball league, I wasn't anticipating anything with you know an operations team. Oh. Yeah, any... there's like 70 people that are part of this league. Yeah, so to further that point, who the fuck is watching the Wiffle Ball Leagues? Are there people watching Wiffle Ball Leagues? Is there a whole subculture I haven't been aware of? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, so I imagine 70... it's probably their friends and their family. But, okay, they're also trading. Yes. They're trading. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a draft and, yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um, anyway, now so his solution to living up the mood mm-hmm. is to talk about winning and how good that feels. That's his solution. It's like a started from the bottom. Now we're here because he said he was really shitty the first two years. You know his pitching wasn't great. He got suspended the third year, and now he's won the championship. And he just wants to have a fun tongue in cheek little thing. That's also gloating. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, everyone's going to love that. Yeah, absolutely. I don't see any problem with this. Well, I'm going to make it funny. And uh, he's like, do you need any other information? I'm like, this. I have ideas. <laughs> I've got some ideas. I would like not make it so much about my sincere advice. No, I know. You know? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, stu- no, no. I'm saying like there's a there's more tactful ways to be oh, like, absolutely. I won. But without saying I won, everybody knows you won. Yeah. You're you're up there making the fucking speech. Yeah. <laughs> you're reading this your is, stupid this poem. This is the speech, yeah. Yeah. I like that uh he's just come up, I need a poem. Yeah, that <laughs> I I love that that's but that's the thing, is like that's his solution most of the time is like 
you know. I like him. I also hate him because he reminds me of me. <laughs> it's like, this is something I'd probably do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but no, my Uncle Michael has this really, like, he has a mythos. He totally yeah. does. And um, I guess, like, growing up, he was definitely, like, a big brother. Mm-hmm. Like, he bought me, like, I had a go-kart. He bought me my go-kart. He subsequently sold my go-kart, but he bought me a (laughs) go-kart, which also, like... That was, like, when my parents gave me a car and then sold my car. Because, like, like, one of my cousins had a go-kart, and it was a two-seater, but it didn't go very fast. So my Uncle Michael one-upped and got me, like, an adult go-kart that went, like, really fast and was a single-seater. Unfortunately, because of that, everyone wanted to ride it. Even my cousin that already owned one. So I had to take turns with her, but no one was allowed to ride hers because her parents said no. She couldn't share. She couldn't share? Nope. So everybody was just taking turns on my single-person go-kart. And absolutely wrecking it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably the reason why he sold it. It's just like, I don't want people coming over here using this damn go-kart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. But uh, yes, so I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that like later, later today. He's like, you know, no rush. But um, I that's, that's, again, like he, like one, I recently he called me like earlier this year and he was like, hey, so I know you do costumes. Do you have any masks? And I'm like, no. He's like, do you know where I can get some masks? I think he was going to like this party, but he was specifically like, well, Brittany probably just has a fuck ton of masks, like party masks <laughs> hanging around. Um, just, he always has something. Let me, let or, me guess or what he was about He texted to say. me and he's like, hey, I have a pet turtle or a pet tortoise. Do you want it? Oh God, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it's always just... He never just calls me for a normal reason. Like, there was another one that's like, hey, so I'm trying to buy this giant canvas for your grandmother for Christmas. This was last year. So he's kind of like your Kramer. Yeah, and he was like, Comes in with do some you know how to, like, uh, like resize this photo so I can blow it up on a canvas? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, maybe. <laughs> it's all right. always, My answer is usually maybe. This one was a resounding yes. I'm like, this is something I can absolutely do. <laughs> I think sometimes my family think that I'm way more capable than I actually am because I present that I know everything. <laughs> I get that, you know, confidence is everything. Yeah. You know? Like, absolutely I can make you a website. No, I can't. I can't figure that out, no. <laughs> but so that that is the fun part. The rest of my week has been a little like has been very stressful. Yep, and work stuff, wise. Uh, mm-hmm. Work wise, also in personal land, like one of my other uncles passed away. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot. It's been a really loaded week. Yeah, it's been. <laughs> it a just lot. has been. I've cried a couple times, mostly just with stress with work. Yeah, but it seems like there might be a light at the end of the tunnel because they're like doing some reassignments, so some of the stuff might be coming off my plate. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, like th- doing this poem. Is g- gonna give me serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're looking for is good distractions right now. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Uh, speaking of good distractions. Tell me about yeah, your real my... estate business. <laughs> no, it's not just real estate, fee. It's something much better. So It's in... free real estate. So I'm playing Yakuza 0 and there's a big real estate and also like side business mini game that you <laughs> kind of have to do to get better combat um, 
situate like better like yes. move sets and also unlock moves in your combat but also being able to actually buy the top tiers of combat because the yakuza leveling up system revolves around how much money you have so which makes sense yeah theoretically you could be shit at the game and go really hard in these side businesses and like and unlock have, like, everything a fuck ton of, yeah yeah and so, that would be me that's you yeah 100 well it's like so absorbing i've spent hours just doing the mini games and it's just menus it's just <laughs> fucking menus and <sighs> and emily's like sat in the room with me while i've been doing these games and she's like can you please play something can else you do something i else? just hear the sounds of money and like accept windows it's like it starts becoming really annoying and uh so, but I've moved on from so there's two characters you play as Kiru who has the real estate and then Majima. I love Majima. Majima is my favorite character. I love Majima. He's so fucking funny. I think Majima's everyone's favorite character. Oh, 100%. Like um the in Kiwami, there's a little uh weird thing called Majima everywhere where Majima <laughs> will literally appear out of like every random like activity you do, sometimes in restaurants, like He'll just be everywhere and he'll fight you or yeah. like engage you in a mini game kind of thing. And um, my favorite is like Majima rising out from under a manhole cover as you walk past like over the manhole cover. He comes out of a trash can. There's a time where like you go to a bar and he's serving you a drink. <laughs> it's just like he's literally everywhere. It's fucking hilarious. But anyway, in this game, he has the side hustle of managing a hostess club. So you train your girls mm -hmm. to make them. Uh, you have two different uh, types of trees for the girls. They're um, kind of. It's kind of like their skills or like things yes. they're good in, like talking, partying. I, I was, I was yeah. gonna say, can I guess what the two skill trees are based on? Mm -hmm. One is probably their level of hospitality. Yes. And the other is their looks. <laughs> 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 yeah, you nailed it. So you can't change anything about their looks other than you have platinum girls. Uh, so there's bronze, silver, gold, and platinum tier hostesses that you can collect. Mm -hmm. Some of the hostesses you can collect on the street and you'll talk to them and you're like, hey, work at my cabaret. And they're like, no, but maybe if you give me something nice, I'll think about it. And then you give them a wallet or a scarf or a nice watch, you know. Uh, totally not misogynistic. No. <laughs> and then there's these other uh, other girls that you. Well, it can, takes place uh, in the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Misogyny is fine. It's if everywhere. It's in the 80s. Yeah, no, it's like that was just the times. But, yeah, it's uh, like this is like Pretty Woman, but Yakuza style. <laughs> so you can also collect girls through um, side quests that Majima has. No gotcha. No gotchas. Well, act, kind of actually, <gasps> kind of. So. When you there's a they know. so there's a temple that you can go to, um, and you'll collect mini achievement points uh -huh. by just doing random things during your journey. So you just kind of like, kind of naturally collect random little points that yeah. you throughout your playthrough, and you can go spend those points at a temple, and you can focus on combat. You can focus on like your ability to sprint or other kinds of like utility things like that. Uh, but then you could also invest in things related to your business. For Majima, you can spend like three points and get a random girl. <laughs> it's quality and not quantity, not quality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, so, it's really funny 
that this is like yeah. so allegra and i have been watching uh there's an anime on netflix called kotaro lives alone and it's mm-hmm. about a four-year-old who literally moves into this apartment building alone. Yeah. And he talks like a feudal lord. And he oh, carries yeah. around a samurai <laughs> sword. It's very cute. But one of his neighbors works at a hostess club. And he just follows her to work. And she's like, you shouldn't be here. But her <laughs> boss is like in love with him and all the girls. He's like really nice to all the girls. So they're like, I guess you can stay. And then like his other neighbor that has kind of, he's kind of a deadbeat. He writes manga. And yeah. he... um. He is kind of independently taking care of Kotaro. Uh, like, no one asked him, but he has a soft spot for him. And he's it kind of, like, teaches him responsibility. But he shows up and he's like, you can't be here. So he, like, starts to leave. And then the boss is like, you have to pay for him <laughs> and yourself <laughs> and all of the drinks he bought. <laughs> all the milk he's been drinking. All the milk he's been drinking. I love that. <laughs> it's such a, it's a really good show. But that that's, funny. I think it's funny because like we watched that episode this week. <laughs> it's a week of hostess clubs. Um, hostess clubs. Um, yeah. So you can collect them through the temple. But yeah, you can do little side stories and get unique girls through them. Oh my God. I got a really, I got a Sundere type girl <gasps> who wears a blazer. Uh, I don't think you understand. That's my type. I know. That's probably your type. You'd love Aranda. Uh, and then I've got the other two memorable ones that I've collected so far is Dolly. Dolly is uh, the mother of a girl that I was, of a, of a young girl that I was helping collect toys for. Why does this also sound like Honey Pop? Kind of does. Yeah. That's Jesse <laughs> and uh, what's her face? The girl her was like wanting claw machine toy prizes and she was like crying over them. So Majima went and go got them for her. And so then her mom, yeah, comes and joins your hostess club. <laughs> Thank you so much for winning these crane games for my kid. The last one is um, there's an old lady that cuts you in line. And at, you a, hire at her? a noodle shop. Yep. You eventually hire her. She has purple hair. Fantastic. And she is wearing a big kind of like sweatshirt. Uh-huh. And the front print is the face of a cheetah. Fantastic. Yes. So she's my best girl. <laughs> she gets the most points. I didn't know you were into gilfs. Uh, she demanded to be in the club. That's the funny thing. I love like, it. You go, she's like outside and she's like, hey, hire me. <laughs> I'm like, um, no. <laughs> it's like, but I'm I did. Here. It's like, I'm here anyway. There's a market for everything. That was her That was her thing. She was like, do you know how many people would love a granny around? She's like, oh God. <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of things that are old. We're now transported to the episode today and we're going to be going back in time to the 1600s. Oh, sh- this is further back than I thought. We're okay. going to be in like 1630. So Maine isn't even off. a thing yet. Maine isn't even a thing. It is just dirty old Massachusetts at this point. <laughs> yeah, Maine used to be Massachusetts until it was. When was it? Beca- when did it become Maine be? I think 1820. 1820. So quite a while until that actually happens. Uh, so we're going to be. I think it'd be good to start off. With before we get to Maine, we're going to talk a little bit about the people that play the major folks. Okay. Um, we're talking about their cast of characters. Our, well, two main characters Richard Cornish and his wife, Catherine Cornish. Cornish. Yeah. I li- you, Lemington's near Cornish. I wonder if the town is named after them. Mm, it might. I don't think so because they no. ended Cornish up going. Is, Cornish is pretty. York. 
common, I think. I, I think it was at this time. Common like, name, common prob- town name. Yeah, and I think there was probably like some big Cornish-like family that yeah. went over, you know. It was a pretty small communities overall. But yeah. yeah. So around 1632, Richard Cornish and his wife were uh, living in Weymouth, Ma- uh, Massachusetts, not Maine. Weymouth, Massachusetts. So they're still kind of in the central Massachusetts area. Okay. Um, Richard was just kind of, uh, I don't really know his trade, but he just seemed like he was a basic laborer. He was described as hardworking in one article I was reading, but really not much more information of like what he's bringing in. His wife, on the other hand, Catherine Cornish, uh, was getting a pretty big reputation uh, for being an adulteress in her communities. It was kind of unfortunate for her. Oh, no. Now, this isn't just speculation like, uh, you know, just, oh, he, she's a floozy or like she's a widower or, you know, like undesirable. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like Like the attitude like around yeah. Sarah Ware. She, was, like, yeah. she like admitted and is documented to like, you know, sleep around. Back in like the 1630s in Massachusetts, adultery was a crime. Yeah. And there's records of her having to pay like twice actually i do want to just insert something here because i realized i never told you this Mm -hmm. so because i assume like this is like the like morality laws are a thing you know and they we have history of them in the states like we're talking about here there's there's still holdovers of laws you want to hear a fun fact yeah tell me it is elite okay so it used to be illegal in virginia to have oral sex Okay, because it was considered a crime against nature. <laughs> when do you think that law was removed from the books? Um, 2019. 2014. Okay, <laughs> that's no, pretty close. 2017, sorry. 2017, ooh, even closer. I'm not surprised. Like, there's some weird shit in, like, older, older books that people just don't enforce. I think there was even, like, there's still, I think, town charters that say you can't have certain beards or something. Yeah, you in know? Ohio, you can't get a fish drunk. <laughs> that's my favorite but that's one of my favorites but yeah i was listening i was listening to let's go to court and they were talking about a case from the 90s where like it was this um this lesbian who she had divorced her husband and got custody of her son and then her mom was like well you're a lesbian now so i'm gonna take you to court and she ended up losing custody because the the um the judge was like so so um how do how do lesbians have sex and she's like <laughs> Well, we have oral sex. And he's like, that's illegal! I got him! <laughs> and also, he asked, like, the most ridiculous question. He's like, so do you have sex in front of your two-year-old son? And she's I like, remember, you fucking idiot, no! I remember hearing that. It was the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard. <laughs> but yeah, like, so yeah, that was on the books for God. an obscene amount of time. Yeah, that's real fucking stupid. So, but these are, the, so we're talking about days where, like, you can't, I mean, obviously, people were having affairs. Like, that's the thing. It's the same thing. It's like, with these morality laws, like, people are still doing the things. Mm-hmm. People yeah. are having sex outside of wedlock. People, people are yeah. having oral sex. It, it just it just happens. Well, I mean, it's like, those are just yeah, morality laws, exactly. It's like, it's not about, you know, harming others. It's not about, no. like damaging property or whatever it's like it's literally just you and another consenting adult or just you your your person like experiencing whatever that might be that you're exposing yourself to so fuck it you know 
Yeah, she's the only one that's going to end up getting syphilis. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, Don't worry about it. So, well, we got um, Catherine, you know, had a couple times where she was put on the books for adultery. Really? Well, no, not like jail. Oh, I, okay, yeah. Maybe but... some jail time, but it sounded like she just had to pay fines. There's like no death. Okay. There's no major like penalty. You say that there's no death penalty? There's no death penalty for adultery. And I'm... I hope. No, I... It's the 16 fucking hundreds. There might have been, you know, like, I'm sure... I could see them definitely pursuing it for a woman and being like, she's a seductress and a witch. Yo, there's death penalties for women being, uh, sleeping outside their marriage today in certain countries. So, like, yes. I don't think it's crazy to be like, that someone no could have could conceived. You're right, you're right. I stand corrected. You're gonna, like, I don't think you're gonna think that's gonna be too crazy when we get a little bit more into uh, sort of the trial related to oh, what's gonna be coming up here. Okay. So, Catherine Cornish, you know, there she she sleeps around. She admits it, you know. There's How still does Mary. her husband feel about this? I don't We don't know. know. We don't know. We don't get any we of don't those know. feelings. He's fine being a cuck. <laughs> he's a hard worker. He's got to work for his, he's got to work for his wife's attention. He's fine with that. I like to look through the window. It <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> also that just reminds me of um the the episode uh, in Letter Kenny when they find out that the McMurrays are oh yeah swingers yeah they're swingers this is my favorite episode and he's he's just sort of like man can only reach true release with watching what is his being taken by another man <laughs> or something <laughs> like that <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, she's like oh. <laughs> I like that episode because it's like the slow realization of the whole cast, like Real- realizing they've been and brought s- to swing. And Swir- Squirrely Dan is like the last to realize it. Yeah, he's, he's just, just like, like, they invited me to their house to sit in their hot tub in the basement and just have a good time. <laughs> nothing weird with that. No, nothing weird about that. <laughs> nothing weird about Kinda that. Kind of makes a fellow wonder. <laughs> so the, the, the Cornishes, you know, Richard... I guess wants to move, so they move up to Maine. They're actually in York County, in a small village called Acomenticus. 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 I say Acomenticus. Acomenticus. Is that still a thing? Nope. It's a. It was a village, so it was disbanded at some point. But York County. I think like the mm-hmm. footnote. One footnote I read said something about potentially. It's like. Is it Libby? Near yep. Libby? Is Libby in York? Yes, okay. I think so. So I think it was like near Libby at the time or back then. Um, couple's living here. I guess Richard's just like going about his normal laboring. I think he might have been some kind of fisherman just from the way we found him. Uh, anyway. Wait, ooh, what? Uh, that, we'll get into it. Oh, no. Catherine's still kind of doing her thing around town. Okay. You know? um, still kind of being a floozy. So, you know, the, it's a small village, though. I think that's kind of dangerous because, like, people really, like, hold grudges in this oh, thing. As we yeah. saw it from other, like, stories we've covered where it's just, like, people just fucking talk, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Loose lips sink ships. <laughs> so it was around, I think, it's not well documented, honestly, but from what I've read from the journal entry of the governor of Massachusetts, this might have happened around September of 1644 
I knew it was 1644 for sure mm-hmm. that this was happening, but I think it was around September. So we get an account of down at the York River, Little River nearby, um, they find the body of Richard Cornish inside of his canoe. It looks like, well, his body was found, and it looks like his head was bashed and he was stabbed with a broken pole through him. He was like, like impaled. A f- fishing pole? Or no, like, like, a, 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 like a stake. It looked like, oh, like sh- a large, kind of a big stake, kind of. It looked like it was shoved through him. Um, so it was, it was written that he was impaled. Oh my God. Yeah. So it looks pretty rough. The other thing they found was his canoe was uh, full of clay at the bottom and sunk into the water. So it looked like the, I presume someone tried to hide the body. By trying to. Which doesn't make sense because wouldn't the body float? Okay, so there's a science about that. But there's I, a science I, on there's, the, a, there's a science to. Does the corpse get heavier? To like if, when, and how a corpse would float. Mm-hmm. I am not a um, corpse expert. I'm not, but there are lots of um, lots of people who are, um, <laughs> and I would defer to them if you have questions about if a corpse would float. Uh, a good one is um, ask a mortician. Okay. Okay. She's excellent. And I actually do think that she has some stuff about floating bodies. We should ask her. We'll throw a question. Oh my in. God. Why don't we? Please. Oh my gosh. Well, let's just get to, yeah, we'll do it right after this. Senpai noticed me. Senpai noticed me. Um, so bad day for Richard. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. Stabbed, bashed. Uh, his body was found. A trial then began in the village. It's a small village. So. A trial? Already? Sort of. Yeah, it's it's a small town in 1644. This is going to be settled by the townspeople. So is it more? Is is it less of a trial and more of a? Because they don't know who did it. Well, they're doing an investigation, basically. But so they're like, everybody get together, town meeting. Well, John Winthrop, I think, eventually gives the sentence, but he's reviewing evidence. Wait, um, did I miss something? We no. John Winthrop's the governor. I mentioned no. him previously. We talked about. No, no, I know that. But did I miss them saying this person did it? I was just about to get there. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that I didn't miss something and that no. I, all my marbles are still there. Excellent, no. thank you. The, the direction of like the trial investigation was that they wanted to question Catherine first. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, also, like, I think there is a lot of, within the community, they were like, oh, of course it would be Catherine, potentially. Um, she's a she's a floozy. She's and a, a floozy and a hussy. So, and a witch. And a witch. So then we also had part of the investigation, a Thomas Footman. Um, I wonder what he did for a living. <laughs> <laughs> he was a foot masseuse. <laughs> Yeah, what a, what a last name. I was also confused by that. I was like, footman. Huh? Although, like, historically, a footman is like a soldier. Gotcha. But... So he's just a soldier, probably. Um, so the trial is described, or like the investigation is described as everybody kind of gathering as people here. As a fucking here. mess. Yeah, it's a fucking mess. But they decide that for some reason they're pointing to Catherine for this. Not really much other than the fact that she is an admitted adulteress. They say that. Um, and part of 
how they go about trying to figure out if whether or not she killed her husband was to have her touch the corpse. So there's a myth, apparently, that if a killer touches the corpse, uh, a corpse they killed, the corpse will bleed. And so she touched the corpse and the corpse bled. Again, just... Based on my knowledge of corpses that I have gleaned from watching the Ask Mortician videos, yeah, sometimes liquids come out before the body's been prepared. Yeah. Yeah, and also, if that was the case, I feel like we wouldn't have as many unsolved murders. No, <laughs> uh, it was a little silly, man. It's a little silly. Um, so they're like, "Oh, Catherine did it," but then Catherine said, like, was pointing to Thomas. She she was being accused of being an adulteress, yeah. and she admitted, and she's like, "Yes, I've slept around," and she pointed to two people. Um, the first one was Thomas Footman, and it was like, I've slept with Thomas. And then, so they're like, Thomas, go touch the corpse. Go and poke that corpse. And it bled too. So they're like, oh, they both did it. <laughs> and then she pointed to a third person and said, I slept with him too. He touched the corpse and it also bled. It so, was all three of them. It's so, a menage de trois. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, you're, uh, you've read this, haven't you? No, I haven't. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> People um, are just predictable. The person that like started the investigation or like started the trial, this kind of mock trial type thing, was Mayor Gar. His name was Roger, Roger Gar. Moo. He was a, the t- a 23-year-old. What? And, uh, you can just be mayor when you're 23 in the 1600s? Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's go back then. Uh, yeah, right. So, yeah, he's the mayor. Uh, he's also apparently a tailor. Um, you know, it's a small community, so you elect within, like, who you yeah. have available. Yeah. But, yeah, he's leading the kind of trial here. Um, and within John Winthrop's, like, little diary page about this, uh, he talks about how during the trial, Catherine then said, I slept with roger too so what about him is he the murderer too like what's going on here so she's like pointing to other people to say like these people must have might have killed my husband because they were they wanted me to themselves Mm -hmm. so they in john winthrop's notebook he says well you know guards a single man so whatever literally says that um and then as far as like tom footman he was like you know, we looked into it, but there was no evidence to back up Thomas, like, killing. But the corpse also bled. But the and if that's what bled. you're also if the, using. If that's what you're as... basing on it, then that should be it. So oh, then... I know what it is. It's misogyny. Yep. A very special 1600s brand. Basically, they just said, like, it's Catherine. And all John <sighs> writes within his note page about this is, you know, it's like, other things kind of came up and they and they decided that it was Catherine that killed him. So then she was sentenced to death. Presumably by hanging. They don't I don't I didn't look into what how she got killed. Uh, it probably was hanging. But this was just so stupid though. Like 
Yeah, I don't think we had guillotines here. Yeah, but she had zero. There's no evidence for her no. either. So it was kind of like to go ahead and like decide one person isn't guilty. But it's because but then use the same be- reason. Well, the thing is, it's because the other two men are men. Yes, and therefore they are worth more. And then also the rest of the town, I guess, doesn't like Catherine probably. And you know what? Because the other, the rest of the town's probably involved just, in this trial. Just get rid of both Cornishes. Her husband's dead. She's useless. <laughs> I guess. Get out of here. You know. It's a unfortunate, but the reason we're talking about this, this is the first documented execution in Maine. Dear God. Yeah. So obviously there have been other murders. There have been other executions probably, but this is the first one that we've ever had in writing. Um, under the supervision of the great Winthrop, Governor Winthrop. <laughs> so I know you really like that. The logic is not here. No. <laughs> But that was just the fucking times. I think it's so, like, it's like... It is really interesting to think about, like... And they didn't advance much as far as, like, getting better at trials within no. these small communities. We they, know they don't. No, we don't. Because we've <laughs> talked about, like, other cases in the 1700s, 1800s, later on that involved even some today. kind of trial. Even today. Where it's like, they're not getting better. It's like, always no. ends up being like, oh, we don't... It's like you obviously have enough evidence. Oh, we can't we can't proceed on this to the point and then like, oh yeah, it was totally them. Based on what? It's just the same fucking story. It's just we have shinier toys now. Exactly. It's just Well, the one thing that is good is we don't have the death penalty here in Maine. Yep, that's true. Thankfully. So you know um, what? Cuz the thing is like Here's the thing. I'm not going to get into this, but like my whole thing is just like as we've said, like, the court system, not perfect. No. And the thing is, I think that you're putting too much power in people's hands when you're like, we can offer the death penalty. And I'm like, but what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong? Seriously. And there have been so many cases. But look up the stats, guys. But there are a lot of cases of folks going to the death penalty that then are found innocent afterwards. It's like, oops. Yeah. Now we get to kill another person. Good for us. Now, the problem is, like, I mean, fucking America, when it comes to the judicial system, it's, like, failing constantly at every turn. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's yeah. a mess. It's a motherfucking mess. Uh, 1876, the legislature of Maine abolished the death penalty. Um, so Oh, go, it's been that long. It's been a while, yeah. Apparently, what led Maine abolished the death penalty... Oh, <laughs> sorry. In 76... It abolished the death penalty, and then it was reinstated in 83, and then removed again in 87, 1887. Okay. And apparently the reason for the movement was um, there was a botched ex- execution where Daniel Wilkinson died slowly of strangulation because of a poorly tied hangman's noose during his execution. It's the last execution in Maine. Was in 85. Is 85. I'm sure we'll talk about that someday. Wow. Right? So, 1885. Amazing. Um, But I don't think it was really much of a tool here, I'd imagine. Uh, I don't know. Like, these little, like, town disputes, how often do we get to hear about any of them? Like, I bet we only get a handful of them. Yeah. That trickle up here. And yeah, so, 1644 to 1883 over 200 years of executions so i'm going to assume that you also believe that 
Catherine is innocent. I don't know what to believe. Like, I think she's innocent just because of the... I would love to know, like, what the actual dimensions of the pole that went through Richard are. Because yeah. if it's, like, a thick steak, I don't really think Catherine and could th- do that. And to say that he was impaled, that's a lot of force. A lot of force. What if it was just an accident? But this oh, canoe... No, he... this yeah, canoe, that's weird. Yeah, that, that he was clearly murdered. Yeah. I guess the other thing is, like, if it was one of her lovers, like, they would, they, they must have known that she was going down for that. I think so. Like, maybe someone just didn't like both of them, and that was the easiest way to get rid of both of them. I really do think there must have, I want to lean into, you know, my grandma always says, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. So I'd like to believe there's a huge town conspiracy. Probably. That, yeah, bubbled up, and they're all pointing to these two. Yeah, because Catherine's sleeping with everyone's husband. And Richard's a dirty cuck. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Nasty. So, B, with that, um, I want to... Shit, you've been looking at these. No, I haven't seen anything. <laughs> oh, good. I want to play a little game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what the game music sounds like. It's been so long. I kind of remember it. <laughs> okay, B. So we're going to be talking about five five films featuring that have, I'm not going to necessarily talk about the execution scenes in each of them, mm-hmm. but they have famous executions in each of them. And you're going to kind of, you're going to guess which ones they are. I think this is a good medium level quiz here. Yeah. So let's get into it. What... 2000 film featured a line of executees waiting their turn to hang at the gallows when suddenly breaking into song. What? Yep. You want to paint the scene a little more? Yes, please. They're chained uh, together and they start stamping their feet. A little boy starts the song when he's looking at a toy in his hands he's gonna go get hanged and it's just a line of people is this a Pirates of the Caribbean movie mm, yes which one though 2000 2007 2007 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's the it's the second one no is it no cause the third one starts with them in the bayou right I'm going to say it's the second one. It's the third. Motherfucker! <laughs> it's in Pirates at World's End features uh, the fun, uh, the fun like, lineup of the prisoners singing. To- I laughed so hard when I, I saw that. I could have sworn that it starts with them in the bayou. What my favorite, one of my favorite parts about that scene is the little boy that starts singing. You can see his, like, little little like retainer in his mouth oh my god it's adorable man can i get a half point on that you get a half point okay half point for b because i'm a generous god thank you next film okay i've got okay my my if you want to do the hint for this one okay there'll be there'll be hints i'll give you two lifelines okay okay i'll give you but no i'll just give you a random hint okay yeah because i can't promise i'll know everything okay b what yes. 1995, 1995 film features a historical figure screaming freedom during their execution? Braveheart. Yep. Nailed it. 
My God, I was not paying attention during Braveheart. I think I was really sick when I was watching it. <laughs> I liked Braveheart. I like it less now, but I liked it then. <laughs> I also remember in the 90s, um, I think it was for one of the exhibitions, there was a figure skater that did a Braveheart routine. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. Like right. to, uh, I think I was also sick while watching that. To the bagpipes, remember... bagpipes music. Okay, that's sick. And it was like a selection of, <laughs> and I think it ended with him dying. That's you funny. Know. The exhibitions are really fun because they can break rules. Like, yeah, there are a lot of really weird rules in figure skating, including you can't lay down on the ice because you're that counts against your performance because you're not actively figure skating. But what if it's really cool? In the way you lay nope. down on the ice. Nope. What if you break dance? Isn't that cool? <laughs> that also doesn't count. What? <laughs> Bullshit. All right. I'm sure there's an illegal move there. <laughs> Probably. What 2005 film features an author forming a conversational and constru- uh, 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 a conversational relationship with killer Perry Smith? What 2005 film features an author forming a conversational relationship with killer Perry Smith from Kansas? I have no idea. I actually have no idea. Capote. That's the name. That's what I. That's what I was thinking it was. It's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of my favorite ones. I could like. I knew I wasn't gonna remember the name. It's so good. And I was also like, I don't even know if that's correct. Have you seen I, it? No. I think you'd really like it. I probably would. So it's I've got really, two, really I've got one and a half points. This is not my shine. This is not my best moment. Uh, out of out of what's now been three questions, I think you're doing quite well. I think you're going to go away here with maybe a B. Okay. A B for my B. What 1999 film set in death row of a prison features supernaturally powered inmates and a mouse called Mr. Jingles. What is the Green Mile, Alex? <laughs> green Mile. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Which I made that I made that joke when you're like, we're gonna talk about movies with executions. Hey, you made that joke, and I literally just wrote down the Green Mile. <laughs> what 2004? What 2004 film features the supposed beheading of a magical hybrid bird creature? You got this. Can I get a lifeline? You don't have one, do you? Well, I think it'd be very obvious if I gave you one of them. Hybrid bird creature. Just imagine all the people screaming at me. Magical 2004 film. Wait, is the it? The supposed wait, wait, beheading. Wait, 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 wait. It's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes! <laughs> B! You got, what was it? One... I have two. I have two and a half points. No, you have three and a half points. I do. Yes, because you got um, Braveheart. You got oh, the Green I Mile. You got Harry okay. Potter, and then you got a half point. You got three and a half points. Congratulations, B. That's like a C, I think. It's really funny because like you could have gone harder. I have a couple in my head that definitely could have been harder. <laughs> that I know well, of. Then, well, if you know them. They wouldn't be hard for you. I know, they wouldn't be hard for me. <laughs> so I went in a different route. Congratulations, B. A real, just a real supreme effort here. Yeah, because the one that, one of the ones that I was like, it would be crazy. But I don't know if there's a movie of it. I know there's a play. It's called Machinal. 
What's Machinal? It's about one of the first. It's about the first woman who was put to death by the electric chair. Oh shit! Like whoa, dude! If you haven't, there are fucking photos because someone snuck in and took photos. Why? Because they wanted a juicy headline. It's fucked up, but it's a really good play. I read it in school. I think, but um, actually, fun fact: the the woman who who plays the lead role is actually Aunt Petunia in Harry Potter. (laughs) Because I don't know if you knew this, but she is a very prolific theater actor. No, I didn't know that. Huh? Yeah, she is a like a lot of like the really interesting stuff that we covered. And, um, like my, my theater classes, like she's in that, like, for example, another one is, um, Mother Courage and Her Children. <laughs> yes. You got your mainism? Hey, hey, it's a mainism. <laughs> yeah. I am taking control of this mainism. <laughs> we are struggling today. I feel like today is also very indicative of just how like how my brain's been the last couple of weeks is like I my ADHD has just been so fucking bad and I have not been able to focus on any goddamn thing at any given time. But okay. <laughs> it's all over. So today. So how how familiar are you with Scarborough? I know of it. I've driven through it. Have you driven down Route One? There's a Downs. Yes. So you've driven past the Downs. I've driven down Route 1, yes. Yes. Did you ever see Len and Libby's? I think so, actually, yeah. Yep. So it is a candy store Mm -hmm. that I am very familiar with because my grandmother always, she gets us candy canes there Mm -hmm. every year. They're great candy canes. Like, they're hand-pulled candy canes. They're wonderful. Oh, wow. And they're, like, really, like, big they're wonderful. And you can also go, or you used to be able to go and make your own candy canes. But so they're really cool. I like them. But they have something very wonderful named Lenny the Chocolate Moose. Oh my God. Is it? Keep going. Yeah. Lenny. Len... You want to see a picture of Lenny? I want to see Lenny. Oh my God. So he's like of actual size. Yes, he is. 1,700 pounds. It's a 1,700 pound chocolate mousse to scale. Yep. Wow. Beautiful. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, he, it, so he also has some dark chocolate black bear friends. Aww. There's a 380 pound Mama Libby and her cubs Coco and Chip who are 80 pounds each. Aww. <laughs> oh sorry it's len libby not len and libby it's just len libby len libby len libby and he was created in 1997 and he's still around so they've just been keeping this moose in intense air conditioning ever since yep atlas obscura says the sculptor commissioned to make him slathered milk chocolate over a moose shaped wire lathe then carved and smoothed, toiling over delicious chocolate for a month until Lenny took form. A video wow. documenting his creation plays on loop at the store today. Wow. Eight feet tall and nine feet wide, he is a true feast for the eyes. <laughs> and obviously you cannot touch him. Yeah, don't but touch they, him. Yeah, it says that they keep him near the store's ice cream station. Because, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, they actively are making stuff. Yeah. So I have also worked in a candy store and like whenever we like so we had a popcorn room fucking hot Mm -hmm. we had a station where we'd make candied and crumbled apples 
fucking hot. hot. Yeah. The taffy, fucking hot. Yeah. Like, everything is like... Everything's very hot. Very toasty. Um, so it makes sense that they're like, let's just put him as close to <laughs> the ice cream as possible. Well, folks, there you have it. And if you if you do want to go see him, <laughs> he's in the back corner of the candy shop. If you want to go see, I can't believe that he's still he's still standing since ninety seven. That's yeah, crazy. That's probably some nasty ass chocolate now. Yeah, you don't want to touch that, guys. It's probably some, some very gnarly. It's probably like it's it's like getting um, hard Halloween candy that someone's given you from like last year. <laughs> that they have lying around what's worse that or getting an apple depends on the apple does that have enough razor blades <laughs> actually are you familiar with where those stories came from wasn't it just like some weird sensationalism in the yes and like no. a local news station yes and no put it out? so um the, I'm, I'm gonna try and make I'm gonna like give you the abridged version the new so, one yeah yeah so, um, the razor blades was extrapolated from this particular story. So the other thing is, I'm sure that, did your parents ever look for holes poked in your candy? No, just in my condoms. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Badumptish. <laughs> so that was a thing is like, oh, what if they put, you know, people are poisoning candy. So actually what it was is... There was this guy who he poisoned some pixie sticks. Oh, shit. And he pretended that he got them from a house and handed them out to his children and a couple other kids. His plan was to kill his own children to oh, get their fuck. life insurance. And he was like, I need to take down some other... If, if other kids go down too, all the more believable. <laughs> oh, fuck! Yo. The son did die. Oh. And I believe one of the the other children, one of their friends also died. But yeah. Don't leave it on but, a sad ending. Did he get the life insurance? No. He went to <laughs> fucking jail. Good. But yeah, so that story came from again, something that I would like to point out is like what we cover true crime. We do. We cover murders a lot and uh, it, it can really help. It really develops a mean world syndrome where like you feel like everyone's out to get you. Everything is a danger. Yeah. But something to keep in mind is you are more likely to be hurt by the people in your life than you are to be by a stranger. So keep an eye on your mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> be suspicious of your family. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>